WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. News time right now, 819. You're tuned to WGNS on this Monday morning, again, the 28th of February today. And in studio with us, we have guests from Overall Creek Elementary School and also the city school's coordinator of, uh, I guess, all science, everything related to science. So with us today, Leah Barch and school principal of Overall Creek, Don Barch. How are both of y'all doing this morning? Doing doing great. Yeah, good morning. We're doing awesome. Well, good. So I, I guess starting off, let's talk a little bit about Overall Creek. And uh, I guess for listeners who are new to the area, uh, what what's the history of Overall Creek? Because I know it's a fairly new school. Yes, sir. It's This is our eighth year. Um, and we've been uh, on the west side of town. And then uh, Salem was uh, built just a few years after we opened. But Overall Creek, or this is our eighth year and working... Uh, really hard on being a stem school and trying to do school a little bit different uh, than than uh, schools have been being done over the past 10 to 20 years and uh, just looking at different things and how we do it and making sure it's intentional and uh, doing things for the children and overall creek is directly off of veterans parkway in murphy's bro and uh, i understand maybe even a new school coming to veterans parkway in the future which is pretty cool because the city school system is growing like crazy yes it is and it probably can't come soon enough for that side of town that's for sure and how many kids do you grow by each year as far as the number of students go at overall creek but anywhere between 30 and 50 uh, we're already around a thousand. Right now, we're at one thousand and thirty-five. And what, what was the school originally built for? A thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that new school is definitely needed then, somewhere on that side of town. Right, and Salem is, uh, which is you know a couple miles around the corner on Veterans, and it's uh, around twelve hundred students. Man, and built for eleven hundred. Yeah, so Murfreesboro, all of Rutherford County, growing like crazy for sure. And, uh, you know, I remember where there was a time where there was only about three or four city schools in operation. Yes, now we're uh, ten times, we got ten more <laughs> than that. <laughs> now, now, Don, how long have you been in education, and, and where did you first start? Well, I started actually in West Tennessee in Trenton uh, in the late 90s. Uh, I coached football over there at middle school and um for a couple of years and then we moved to mississippi and i was we we both taught down in mississippi for a little bit and then moved up to murfreesboro what area do you like the most oh murfreesboro yeah yeah it's a it's a i'm originally from minnesota and uh this is it's hard to beat murfreesboro it's so, just really hard the weather's much warmer here i guess than yes minnesota. yes it is we get the seasons here and that for a you know minnesota boys seasons are important so <laughs> We get them here. Now, uh, going over to Leah a little bit. So you are over science for the city school system. So what does that involve? Right now, uh, it involves supporting teachers and helping them find ways to successfully or uh, with ease teach science to their students. Um, the standards changed a couple of years ago and became three-dimensional. So it's 
adding in practices where students are doing science and shifting from learning about science more to figuring out science. Um, so that's quite a shift, instructional shift, so supporting teachers through that process. Now, STEAM and STEM are two things that we hear a lot of, and, and I know sometimes it's STEAM, sometimes it's STEM, I guess depending on what if arts are involved in that whole acronym, or, or what what is it? So STEM is, um, I think that a lot of words have, you know, depends on who you ask. There's various definitions. But for, for Murfreesboro City Schools, we think of STEAM as an opportunity to give students integration of content. So like the real world aspect of, of learning, instead of looking at this learning as this is school learning, this is what happens at school, oh, welcome to the real world, now here's a different set of skills. It's this is what we need to learn because of this in the real world. So we also know that students or people will hold on to information more when it's connected instead of just isolated. So STEM is an, uh, an approach to give teachers and students an opportunity to learn the content by con seeing connections. Um, and so it's science, technology, engineering, and then the arts um, and math. STEM versus STEAM is just some some kind of like liberal arts college, I guess, versus a you know one that's not uh, exposing to just a wide variety of stuff. And when it comes to science and technology, there are jobs readily available. In fact nurses for example are in high demand and I would think that goes right along with science with technology as well then you have uh, the pilot industry you know airlines are in need of pilots now more than ever and all these things do go hand in hand I think with the sciences in a lot of ways and definitely with technology definitely and we want students I guess our goal is not to you know make individuals feel like they have to go into a STEM career but we want our students to be able to feel like they can, like they have a choice, that they know what it would take and that they have exposure to all of the careers instead of, instead of just like the streamlined careers that we all know about. We want them to have exposure to that variety and to feel the confidence and um, have the self-efficacy that they can do that, even though it might seem daunting or, or you know, something out of reach for them. Again, Leah Barch with us, City Schools Science Coordinator, and then Don Barch, Principal of Overall Creek, and I'm guessing there's a connection there with the same last name. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> so, a husband, wife? Yes, that's exactly right. And did both of y'all originally get into the education field about the same time, or how did that end up happening? That We were uh, went to college at Harding University in uh, Arkansas, and that's where we met. Uh, it was in grad school. So, yes, it was very similar timing. Actually, it's almost exact timing uh, of when we started our educational careers. I've noticed a lot of folks here in Middle Tennessee have gone to Harding. You know, it's, it's one of those universities that I think is very well known, especially here in the South. Yes, uh, and all three of our kids went there. So, or are currently, two of them are currently there. So, yes, there's a lot of people run into them uh, almost on a daily basis. So you, you just don't know and you start talking about it. And yes, there's connections all over. Now, before we get into the sciences and uh, STEAM in the city, which is coming up, I, I'm curious, because you've been in education for a number of years, how have you seen 
or I guess what changes have you seen in students and what changes have you seen with parents interaction within the schools? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a, can be a loaded question. Uh, but it's, it, um, what it's done is the involvement that parents have and the way students have changed is, and it's really the way the world has changed and, um, the cult and the way culture has changed. And that's what we're talking about at overall Creek with the students where, uh, people are more, uh, collaborative. They talk about things more, uh, social media has had a significant impact on students and parents and how they're interacting with schools and, and how they interact with each other. So it's kind of forced us to, as educators, look at different ways of uh, teaching content or keeping students engaged. And uh, engagement's a big part of it, and that's why we do at Overall Creek and, and several of the other uh, schools in the city schools that bring in the STEM and the STEAM, uh, it increases that engagement. And uh, the parents see, oh, wow, this is real-world things and their students are talking and discussing and you know uh, we've talked with the Rutherford County Chamber and seeing what's down the road and uh, we got to have our students ready typically what's really interesting uh, with the STEM and the students and the children we you don't talk too much about that in an elementary program uh, and so that's unique uh, for a district that is an elementary district to be focusing on that a lot of times it's middle school or high school but now it's just fantastic because these students are getting so much access to outside of their, you know, their screen, their their phone or their iPad, or we're, we're trying to get them engaged and seeing what's really out there and giving them a big selection. And so then that brings the parents in because it has a lot to do with what's really in the world. And, you know, we're preparing them for 20 years from now instead of four I know in nearby Nashville, Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketchin recently talked about how Oracle, a, a tech giant in the software industry, is moving to Nashville. They're moving out of Silicon Valley in California and putting their headquarters in downtown Nashville. And it's talking, well, the company's talking about a 60-acre campus or something over the next five years and the average job's going to pay 110,000 per year there so with big software companies tech companies moving to middle tennessee in high numbers we are going to see a whole lot more i think uh, at least more focus on the science curricular within all schools that's exactly right i was fortunate uh, last spring to sit on a panel at the, at the chamber uh, with some companies that were shopping and competing you know this this area was competing for another significant company and they had 3,000 employees and 300 they were looking for 300 annual turnover and they were there was three or four different kinds of engineers that they were going to be looking for and so we're trying to keep our engineers here that we're growing at overall creek and murfreesboro city schools uh and then into rutherford county keep them here and you know one hundred ten thousand dollars a year that's nice yeah yeah and, and they're talking about 8500 jobs yeah yeah so and then that turnover people forget about that they don't just stop at 8500 there's when you got that many people you're going to have 10 percent turnover every year so it's just a, a huge influx of those types of jobs job turnover is an interesting subject because you know years ago my grandfather's generation for example they would get that first job and stick with it for the next 45 years and move up the career ladder that way 
But these days, it seems like folks will get into a job, they'll find another one that's similar with higher pay, make a move, and so forth. And that is one reason why there is so much turnover in so many different fields. Yes, and that has actually transferred into education as well. And so we're, as you know, I guess as the principal of the building, you know, Murfreesboro City Schools is our employer, um, but we are having to shift our thinking and look you know people are looking for jobs and moving around a lot more and that's just part of the climate that we're in and we just want to keep them here and have them educated and ready to go into those jobs and and we'll hey a lot of people are moving here a lot of companies and and it's a good place to live and lots of jobs and but they are yes sir they're they're very uh, very fluid and i know the state has a program now where those who did not originally start out with a teaching degree can earn their teaching degree if they already have their bachelor's and and now schools are looking at filling teaching positions with those who are not the traditional teaching type if you would yes that's one of the ways i think uh, there's a we're in a teacher shortage and and not just in middle tennessee but all over and and that's going to be one way to help us there's a lot of great people that are great teachers or can be great teachers uh, that may not went through a full four or five or six year program uh, at a university to be a teacher so hopefully we find those folks in looking over some of the years of history at overall creek and again it's one of the newer schools one of the things that always stands out to me is the creation of where the students create a boat they have to make something that floats and they have to actually I guess be in it or ultimately are you the one who sits in it and see if it sinks or <laughs> yes I am and those are on the radio I'm not a little guy uh, so that's the one of the big challenges is I'm the customer and uh, I change the kind of kind of boat that I want and so the fifth grade that's uh, actually coming up here this spring uh, in May yes and they, they float me in the creek and the interesting thing is, first few years, they were very successful. Last year, out of seven classes, six of them, I got wet. <laughs> um, but the, that, that, and the reason why I went there is that's the whole part of what we're doing is this is weird, and people are, we want them to fail. Like, I hope to get wet because that's where the learning is. Yeah. Uh, if they make this huge boat that I get up there and float around, now that's been fun, and they've done a great job. But those ones where I got wet, we stop and we talk about what, why that happened and, and look at the design and look at what they did. And, and um, that's where the learning is. So we actually are encouraging, you know, I'm walking around with kids or in the cafeteria, I'll ask them, you know, what are you designing today? And then my next question is, is what, what's been wrong? Yeah. And I'll go, hey, how, how cool does it look? No, what's been wrong? What did you have to work through? So what did, what did the kids make these boats out of over the years? What, what were some of the more, I, I guess, interesting boats that you had to sit in that kids made? Well, the one uh, <laughs> I felt like I was on an aircraft carrier it was three-quarter inch plywood and a whole bunch of uh, Home Depot five-gallon buckets. And, and they, you know, they have fat. A lot of them, they just, it's kind of open. We try to encourage more of a recycled type of a process. And so a lot of them have been milk jugs. Uh, two liter bottles, lots of duct tape, <laughs> but they also have to stay. We float them in the creek overnight, so we anchor them. So part of the design is that they actually, you know, because you can make anything float for 
you know 15 minutes yeah um, so that's part of the design is to it has to withstand 24 hours in the creek so uh a lot of different materials it's it's pretty much uh i think one one year was an air mattress with a whole lot of duct tape so you couldn't tell if it was an air mattress <laughs> <laughs> that's air mattress seems like it would float forever yeah with all that duct tape yes <laughs> again don barge with us the principal of overall creek here in murfreesboro and coming up is the steam in the city what is steam in the city well steam in the city is uh, a tsin uh that's the state uh stem designator and in, in the program that we got the official designation from in 2018 and four other schools in Murfreesboro since then. And what we wanted to do is put together, and basically what we're talking about here on this radio show is to highlight and show what these schools are doing uh, at an event where the city, I mean, we're talking about city council, and mayor, and Rutherford County people. It's, it's open to anybody who wants to come by. And we're wanting to, we have a design challenge. Well, I'll let, let my wife get into that one in a minute. But there's it's going to showcase what the, the five STEM schools that are in Murfreesboro City Schools, and then there's three that have applied for it this year. Hopefully they get it, and then we're gonna have children there uh, showing what they've designed over this year different. It's not a science fair, because we talk about failure. Science fairs don't, don't have failed volcanoes. <laughs> so we have a, a bunch of different design uh, elements, bridges, and I mean, I, would, I don't need, there's, dozens and dozens and dozens of different projects that are going to be showcased and uh, then the design challenges that are going to happen for we're bringing in community partners that's a big part of stem is bringing in the community partners and all the big companies around not even big there's been some small ones and we even have some uh, maintenance guys from the murfreesboro city schools department uh, that help with the teachers to design to see if this is really work or what do we need or uh, come up with a problem uh, they collaborate with the kids, collaborate with the teachers, and so it brings in the community. And we've got uh, sometimes we've even done some on Zoom of people from Disney World oh, that, cool. that have gone on and worked and worked with kids through uh, technology to work on a design challenge. But lots of different things that are going to be higher, highlighted at Steam in the City next week. It seems like throughout the pandemic, the pandemic has actually sped up the idea of. Uh, virtual field trips, webinars, things like that. And you were talking about bringing in Disney uh, via Zoom. That's something that I think that has been really positive for the schools since the start of the pandemic. And, and are we going to see more of these virtual meetings and virtual field trips? I, I think, uh, you know, when I talked about it at the, at the outset here about breaking school and looking at doing it different ways, I, this was one of the positive byproducts, like you said, of what we've been going through the last few years and um it it's forcing us to look at how we're doing school and how we can incorporate more people and how we can uh broaden our horizon so to speak and you know get outside of murfreesboro even though we like it here and want people to be here but it has brought in it, it just made us look different and bigger and, and Leah, going back to you, the whole STEM in the city or STEAM in the city, how, how are all the different schools interacting with their projects and, and when is it going to be? And, and tell us more about that. So the STEM in the city or STEAM in the city is March 10th from 5 to 7 at the Agri Center. The Lane Agri Park. Yeah. Yes. 
And um, on one side, we'll have over 40 group or student presentations. And at each table, it could be, a, you know, represent several students or, or several classes from a, over the eight schools. And on the other side, we have two design challenges going on. We have a K, K through second grade design challenge and a three through six. And each of the STEM designated schools will have a student on each team. So we have four teams. And we wanted to put those students, you know, working with students from other schools so they don't really know each other on that team. We want to show the authenticity of the work that we're doing. When we look at students and like how to collaborate, how to communicate, how to critical think, how to persevere, there's really not a better way to see that in, except through an authentic situation. So each side will have a specific, they don't know the design challenge, they've only been given pre prerequisite skills to practice. And so when they get there, they'll meet the people on their team, they'll work together with community partners that will assist their teams, but they've been, they'll be given instructions that they can only really help through questions. So instead of answering or taking away the failing opportunity, they can ask questions to kind of lead them, to guide them, to think of things that maybe they're not considering. They'll start that design challenge at five o'clock and then they'll test or do their final presentations of their final project at 6.15. So with science and technologies, there have been a lot of, I guess, available grant money where in the past that maybe was not the case. So with new grant money available to school districts all over Tennessee, do you see Murfreesboro vying for some of those funds? And, and what do you see happening in the future? You're right. There is a lot of um, opportunities. I think, too, when they see the possibilities and what can be done, I think sometimes, especially like Don said, in the elementary, at the elementary level, it surprises people what they can do. Uh, so when they see that, it's like the investment ch kind of changes. They're like, oh, wow, like this is something that really they can do. And I think that like right now, there's currently um, with Rutherford um, Chamber, we're talking about some, Motlow has some grant situations like, but then like putting that plan together because like technology, it just really kind of takes, it's, it's another learning curve for teachers. like like computer science. We need our students to understand computer science. They don't have to be computer programmers if that's not what they choose, but to understand that how this works because our world is going to that, right? And so being able to live in this world and be comfortable with understanding how things are operating and moving instead of uh, not knowing and being afraid or, or you know, fear or whatever. So I think that that's expensive too. <laughs> so, um, it's kind of a, a gentle nudge and a balance moving forward. We need the money, <laughs> we need the grants, we need education for our teachers how to use that because they're learning computer science too. So I think that the whole grant opportunity is just a convergence of a lot of different things, but um, it's hard to move forward without the money. Definitely. Uh, again, time right now, 8.42, and this morning we're talking about overall Creek Elementary School in the city of Murfreesboro, and then also we're talking about sciences as a whole at all the city schools 
and we'll talk more in just a second. If you have a question for us, all you have to do is text us that question, 615-893-1450, and we'll get you on the air in just a minute. And uh, we're going to take a break to check on that weather forecast. But when we come back, you know, I'm, I'm curious because studies nationwide show that not only children but adults as well their attention span has gotten a lot shorter and part of that is because of technology and social media so i want to know how you go about dealing with that especially when it comes to things advanced like uh, well science in general is advanced for the most part so how do you go about dealing with that in the classroom uh, time right now, 8.42. We'll take a short break, check on that forecast, and then we will be right back talking more uh, about overall creek and sciences within our city schools. Hi, this is Dan with Music World and Drummer's Den. I'm the guitar tech here. We're a pretty well-rounded music store. We have every guitar, keyboard, drum that you might be looking for. Parts are available, strings, accessories. We also have lessons, $25 for a half hour of keys, anything with strings and drums. It's all here. Music World and Drummer's Den. We're your hometown music store. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us, and that's our freedom and the right to live in this country, and we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. WGNS proudly salutes our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran. American hero, Norm Elzeer. You were on uh, B-24. The Liberator. The Liberator? That's what they called it. Our average mission was seven hours. We were on oxygen seven hours at times. There were six gunners on the plane. When we flew four missions, they give us a fifth of whiskey for the whole six, not a piece. We saved them up, and after we flew so many times, they sent us to the Isle of Capri for a week's rest, and that's where we took all our booze. Every time you got in that plane, you didn't know if that was your first time or your last time? Oh, that's for sure. You got pretty hot at times. How many missions would you say you completed? Not 21, but after we come back from the Isle of Capri, we flew three straight days in a row, and the third day we got shot down. That was 21. After you were shot down, how long did it take for you to find safety? We bailed out over Yugoslavia, and it was German-held at the time. We landed in uh, friendly areas, the Chetnik people there. They took care of us, and we uh, would be warned in advance that the Germans were on our tail, and they would take off. As far as food and water and food was like scarce. That. Food was scarce. The Germans would come into these villages and take their food. We would go to one village and we would have beans to eat twice a day for two weeks. 
another village would be potatoes. I ended up Jonas because we didn't get the right food. That's one of those things. People did the best they could for us. True American Norm Elzir. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 848. Uh, You're tuned in to WGNS, and right now that temperature outside is holding at about 36 degrees, and today is Monday, February the 28th, and this morning we're talking about overall Creek Elementary School and also sciences throughout the city of Murfreesboro and the Murfreesboro City Schools. Our guests today include Principal Don Barch of Overall Creek and then also Leah Barch, the city school's science coordinator. And so before that break, I, I brought up how kids and adults as well their attention span has gotten shorter and shorter over the years probably because of social media and watching too many youtube videos and TikTok and snapchat and i could go on and on <laughs> but how do you deal with that when it comes to the classroom and making sure the kids are interested and and you're keeping their attention well that's uh, uh it is a significant challenge uh that i've, I've been teaching or been working in education long enough to see that shift um, and that's one of the other reasons there's a long list of reasons to do steam and what we're able to do is our reading text uh, we get from a lot of the sources are science or social studies uh, informational text or uh, that that that's the, the text that we use to teach the reading to teach reading uh, and then we tie it in with math and so it makes it real life uh, oftentimes it's a current event uh, the teachers will have planned for uh, a design challenge, and then maybe something will happen locally. Uh, I remember a few years ago there was the um, the the mudslide up on 40. Uh, our second grade had planned one thing, and then they just changed all of a sudden uh, and adjusted their plans to incorporate how to design and help with that problem. And so then it, that's where you can uh, tackle that engagement, and, and it's not just reading something that has – nothing to do with anything really and uh in fact we've had students where they get a, a reading uh text or on a page and they start reading it and they're like well what does this have to do with what we're talking about in, in steam and so that really helps with the engagement uh by bringing in the real life and not in and in, in uh current event type things but it, it that is a huge problem um it's something that we talk about all the time uh, and, and trying to keep students engaged. And, you know, a lot of teachers will say that they're not, they're not actors or actresses, but the reality is that we are. Um, you know, I, I, one time I, uh, a meteorologist from a news channel was at, at Overall Creek, and he was talking to me like we're talking right now, but then when he got in front of the kids, he had a whole nother ego. Was, you know, <laughs> and then I talked to him about that, and and he said he he has his on-air presence you know and then i started when i saw that i started watching our teachers and they sure do they do you know they they have a different you know uh, way of presenting things and doing things that are 
you know, maybe when they're at their house or, you know, shopping, that that's not their way they are. And so we are actors or actresses, and we are trying to be entertaining. Uh, and it, it, to me, that makes it more fun as an educator. But also for the teachers. I mean, you talk about students having shorter attention span. I would, I would say people we all yeah, do yeah and i think that this approach for, to instruction also keeps high interest for teachers and i think also that aspect of coming to school whether you're you know eight or 42 to learn you learn beside each other you learn alongside each other and um, also adding in that element of what is the student what questions do they want to answer? So as a teacher, you're facilitating and, and creating, you're actually engineering a learning opportunity where you're putting something in front of them, a phenomenon or something that really does have some mystery to it, and you're not giving them the answer. And you're saying, what do you observe or what questions do you have? And then the students give their questions. Well, that's always more engaging when it's something I want to talk about versus what you're telling me I need to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a text message here, and, and I think it goes in line with a lot of this, and that is, uh, how do you go about bringing in current situations such as Ukraine and Russia, and does that, because it's a current topic, become a teaching matter for teachers within the schools? We're very sensitive to the, to, to the, because we are elementary as well. Um, you know, when we talk about current events, we don't get into really high controversial issues. It might be like, for example, um, there was some, a, 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 it, wasn't, it wasn't a sinkhole, but there, something happened to the pavers at Overall Creek one time because of the water underneath. That's a current event. Like their their parents had to drop off their students a different way because there was the drive was missing, or um, you know, like uh, phenomenon based. Like um, I'm having. Well, we uh, several years ago there was a landslide up in in uh, in Nepal, and uh, the students designed uh, they couldn't get aid to those places. So uh, if it's you know the Ukraine situation is a terrible thing, uh, but with elementary schools, we kind of with students. Later on, we might address something like on how how to get aid. That might be the problem, on how to help uh, people help young help elementary age kids in Ukraine uh, get water when we can't. You know how, you know uh, those kind of problems. Uh, power. Uh, you know, solar power, you know, and then we just kind of look at a real broad and try to get specific on those. That's how we would help in those current event type situations. And solar power is one of those big subjects that you're hearing a lot about these days. You're hearing a lot about electric vehicles. And I think anything involving electricity is something that is of interest and on the minds of a lot of people right now. So that would be an easy direction to head, I guess, with technology. Yes, and then one of the things that we've added is the question is, is so it, it's all, you know, we can have these huge solar panel fields, but we also talk about the cost. You know, is there, when you're building those things, uh, or I'll ask my first graders, you know, if they're building this really amazing looking bridge, well, the reality is, is how much is it gonna cost? And is, is that really gonna happen? Uh, you know. It, you know, I remember in elementary school that they told us we were going to be like the Jetsons. Well, we might have electric cars that can operate in the lanes, but we're not. 
<laughs> we're not the Jetsons. So it, we got to kind of try to keep it real uh, at the same time. But, yes, yeah, solar panel electricity, the kids really like to talk about that and look at that. In fact, I think their uh, sixth grade is going to be designing a car that has to move my assist, our assistant principal. So they have to actually build it. Yeah, they're going to build a little, you know, go kart type thing and figure out how to how to move Mrs. Ortiz. Uh, they didn't want to move me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, I already had my day in the sun anyway with the boat. So that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Uh, question here: Do you have three D printers, and are you teaching about three D printing within the schools? Um, a lot of our schools do you have 3D printers, and I think our central office has some for schools that might not. That would be like your grant. That would be like a, a great um, way to use grant money or for teachers to write grants, or if anybody out there wants to give us one, we'll take it. But um, we do teach 3D to teachers in classrooms that are open and ready. You know, um, that whole three-dimensional design in, in the programming, it's, it's like mental it's like it's complex in thinking about that but we've had students as low as first grade um working in um cat not cad it's one two three design or tinkercad, yeah, tinkercad and um then like watching what they made be printed and t it takes a lot of, you know time walked into one room first grade they were building um models of plant parts and they had this cones around the 3d printer so like instructions going on but in the meantime in the background this 3d printer is running and with these you know keeping kids from getting too close but yeah so is overall creek a, a stem designated school at this point or will it become one yes uh we we have been since 2018 and it's good for five years and then uh discovery school irma siegel uh, Bradley Elementary and Case and Lane are all STEM designated schools. I think I got all five, didn't I? Yes, and overall great. So when you're designated that STEM school, uh, there's, I, I guess, certain topics you have to make sure you cover, and there's what? Do you have to lay out the plan for the next five years whenever you actually become a STEM de designated school? The TSIN that Don referenced earlier is the Tennessee um, STEM Innovation Network. And they work hand in hand with the Tennessee Department of Education. There's a designation rubric, so there's five, you know, areas like infrastructure, curriculum, and instruction. And each one has key components like project-based learning, and then it has a gradient of how are you doing and and what you would need to do if you know you were to get to the next level to a model level. So it kind of sets the criteria for what needs to be occurring in a school that wants to, is trying to be STEM designated. And this is where also, I guess, comes in the idea of bringing in business owners or leaders in business who are in a science or technology related industry. As a matter of fact, that is a key component on the rubric is industry partners, higher, higher ed partners, community partners, and that they contribute to the decisions being made in the school to help, you know, uh, inform those decisions. So do you have to reach out and find those partners or is it something where you've got a list that's already put together because the city schools already found a list? I would say that it's probably more school-based, the list that exists, but this is an opportunity and this is one of the reasons why we really wanted to do STEAM in the city with these eight schools that um, we 
we welcome community partners. If you see something that we're doing and you could contribute to make it more authentic, please reach out. Like, and, and I think one of the things when we first started down this road was we had to start by saying, we're not asking for money. We're asking for your expertise. You know, hey, would you be a community partner? No money, just help us. Like when we come up with these design challenges, well, what is a real world problem that you face every day in your job? We, we don't have that professional expertise knowledge. And they could sit down and have a conversation with us and within a couple minutes help us create that design project. Again, with us this morning, Don Barch, principal of o Overall Creek Elementary School, and then also Leah Barch, the city school's science coordinator. And as we close this morning, we only have a, a few seconds left, but as we close, are there any needs for Overall Creek or for the schools in general where the city where folks in the city can reach out and help well at any time uh, you know the, the like leah said with the with the community partners and if they have a lot of it becomes from the school and parents and people that we know that we reach out to and so anytime somebody has some ideas they can you know send an email to me or uh or leah at the, at the central office to get to these schools and and uh help us out with these stem projects and if you're not sure how to help and you want to come look around, come on in. We'll get you into a school and let you walk around and see what's going on. Yeah. And again, STEAM in the City is going to be March the 10th, and that is at Lane Agri Park. That's something that's open to the public, and uh, you'll have city school students there uh, uh, actually participating in this. Right, yes. So it's 5 to 7. Cool stuff coming up. Well, thank you both for joining us this morning. Thank you. Again, Enjoyed it. with us this morning from Overall Creek Elementary School, Principal Don Barch, and then also with the City Schools Science, or the Science Coordinator for the City Schools, Leah Barch. And we'll also put this on podcast form on our website, wgnsradio.com, in just a few minutes. Time right now, 9 o'clock.